So welcome everyone to episode 4. Um, so this episode is kind of interesting because I already will be doing a lot of the talking and I'll be taking notes while she's talking. How did you even know this? Um, well, it's just me. But, well, thank you. Thank you for, for, for listening. Um, we hope the past three episodes uh, have blessed you. Um, have blessed you. Um, so we're basically just sharing our hearts um, in this episode. Um, Oda has been doing an interesting study, which sort of ties in quite well with the the world want to talk about. So. It's sort of thrown under the bus today. What's going on? Like, no, just... you're a pastor. Sorry. Of a very big church, a global. Let's be focused in life. Okay. Yeah. All right. Focus. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So okay, being serious now. So we're going to be talking about fellowship in this episode. Um, and we'll be talking about fellowship from the place of confession. Of confession. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Um, thank you for your heart desire towards us, towards the church, towards the body. Thank you, Lord, for it is your desire, Lord, that the church would come and be enlightened your kingdom be into the fact of their call their call in Christ your kingdom Lord and that the the eyes of their hearts will be enlightened your kingdom Lord that they will know the expectation of the calling at which you call them that they will know the inheritance which they have in Christ Jesus so Father as we Speak to them as we share what we know by your spirit. Um, would it in us and what's on us? Speak through us. We yield our members to your spirit. We yield our faculties, our hearts, our mouth, our eyes, our ears. And all of us, Lord, kingdom, we're all yielded down to your spirit. And that that which we speak, Lord, brings us to the hearts of people and reveals that to us that we, O Lord, be the first partakers in that which you put and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so welcome everyone to episode four of Choices. So today we decided to record um, this on video. Don't worry, the next time you see our recording is it's probably going to be on like, you know. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we decided to record today. Um, this is episode four. Thank you, thank you guys so much for listening to episode one through three. Um, we we we're trying to keep it up. We're trying to stay consistent. Admit uh, in the midst of our really really busy schedules, uh, so we would be having episodes just twice a month, so that we can accommodate everything we have to do in our lives and still be able to do this. So today we have an interesting topic. I see Uber already has his step Bible open, Hebrew version, Greek version. So today is going to be hot. It's going to be a hot stop. <laughs> today we are going to speak about confession. Right? Yeah? No? Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so confessions. Um, and for me, we're basically continuing the conversation on fellowship. Right? Um, but we're looking at what does what role or what part of conf does confession play in having fellowship um, with a God that you can't see mm. um, with mm. your physical eyes, right? With a God that 
hopefully by now, if you listen to our last episode, you know that's not far away. Mm. Right? That's very close, actually closer than anyone else or anything else um, in your life. Yeah. Um, so we're going to look at what role does confession play in sort of building or strengthening or opening up the fellowship, opening up, yeah, deepening the fel- your fellowship with this God that you can't see, right? Um, so for me, when I think of this, one of the first things that come to mind is the book of Psalms, right? Yeah. Um, I remember a few years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I'm not sure, I did a study of the book of Psalms, like a proper study. Well, I don't know what an improper study is, but I shall read the book of Psalms. Right. Um, and... I remember then, right, it, this very profound thought, right, and you don't know of, you don't know, like, the unconscious or the subconscious sort of bias or definitions or concepts you have in your mind until you are faced with them, mm-hmm. right? And I remember then thinking, wow, my perception or my conception of the book of Psalms has always been this book that you use for fighting a war, you know? Because we're growing don't, up. Don't, don't let my mother hear you. <laughs> She's, mom, mom, that Ugo is the one that said it to me. <laughs> growing up, that was what we saw. Like, when I read um, this one, that, you know, those sort of funny things. Or fighting war for blessing <laughs> and for protection. Yes, you mom, see, I, I just added to <laughs> You know, so th- those, those f- interesting things. And... Well, I guess they have their place. I never like to, you know, push those things away. Um, But reading the book of Psalms, what I saw, and we know, like, theologians that are listening to this, we know that the Psalms was not all written by David, but a large portion of it was written by David, right? But what I saw was basically someone bearing their heart out, you know, when they are happy, when they are sad, when they are confused, when they feel lost, when they feel strong, you know, every single moment, it was like this man was basically having a confession, a conversation, a mm. a, a declaration, mm. you know, of the content of his heart mm. towards a God again that can't be seen, right, for the most part, right, that can't be seen with the physical eyes for the, for the most part, right. And yes, this man, right, in the time when, he, he he did something terrible, right? He comes to God and he confesses, like, I've cried throughout the night. Why are you hiding from me? Mm-hmm. You know, right? The, the time when um, he's, he later, he's like, let's go to the house of the Lord, right? And and all of that. Um, so one of the books for me, and doing that study, sort of started to teach me this what it means firstly fellowship but mm. also confessions in fellowship mm. well i i think it's so profound because um so i i started doing a study on psalms this this week that just uh just finished and i was on sharing sharing with you and uh, you know i was um i I'm, I'm in that space where i feel like well you know how the lord works he's always there's always something to learn and unlearn. There's always you, you mm-hmm. never really get it, you know, finish. Mm-hmm. And as my worry people say, you know they know I'm finished. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I thought like in, in the last few few weeks of, or or a month or so, just just being in that space where, you know, just move to a new city, there's so many there's so much going on at the same time. I haven't really 
um, been able to say, quote unquote, I have, you know, dug into prayer, you know, the whole five hours, let's let thunder stop. Yeah. So I felt like I, I needed to um, take myself on the journey again of rediscovery. Mm. And so I stumbled on, um, well, not stumbled because, you know, God leads you to the things you need per time. Mm-hmm. And I was led to Tim Mackey's video and he was doing this thing on prayers. And I said, you know what? You know, normally when you say, ah, you've been a Christian for all these years, these ones are just beginner prayers. But I said, you know what? Let me let me do do this study. So we're studying the book of Psalms for 90 days. And um, one thing that I found interesting reading David's poems, of course, not all the books, of, not all the scriptures and Psalms are written by David, but then so far so good, we've been on the ones of David. One thing I found interesting with David's poems was his ability to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, but that's not even the interesting part. I think he's, beyond his vulnerability, it, he was able to confess his weaknesses mm-hmm. he was able to confess the things that under normal circumstances we regard as things that should be shielded or hidden mm-hmm. from one another he's a king yes exactly he's a king confessing before his subjects exactly because it's been documented by a scribe right? but then you know when you hear the word confession you think of this scenario where you sit somewhere and you tell somebody everything that you've done mm-hmm. right And they tell you, oh, this was bad, this was good, you're guilty, you're not guilty, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But then reading through David and following these teachings, I realized that there's so much more to confession than that. Mm -hmm. If you go into a place of confessing before the Lord, the beauty of that is you come out transformed. Definitely. When you tell God about your mistakes and your errors, it shouldn't just be a case of, hey, God, I've come, I've come to tell you what I've done, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's get up and go, keep it moving. Yeah. Two, days, two days later, yeah, you do the exact same thing, you come back again. Oh, God, you see, you know, I, I tried to do this. No. Our confession should be a, our ability to open up ourselves in honesty with God, so much so that we allow Him pour Himself back into us. And we are transformed. Mm. That's the level of vulnerability. Because I learned that in confessing, you're not just speaking words. It's emotions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You're aligning your emotions Definitely. with Yahweh. You're aligning your feelings. You're aligning your everything with God. Mm-hmm. And when you do that with God, the results are supposed to be transformation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, um, and I've, I've mentioned this to you where... You know, there are times, there are times in sort of life where I literally have, I do not have the words to pray with. Right? And it's, it's not one of those things of go and read a psalm. It's, there's a, there's a specific psalm that I sing, right? In that time, like that is my prayer, mm. right? And quite often, right, my prayer is help me, mm. Right. But then there are specific psalms that I sing, you know, and Psalm 34, you know, where mm. I literally have no other words. And the reason why that psalm is sort of or speaks to me is because of the context in which it was written. Basically, this the psalm David sang when he was hiding from Saul, right? Mm. And he says, and the humble man, we are over there, footsteps will be glad. 
right? Um, sing his praises, magnify the Lord. Sing his praises, magnify the Lord, mm. right? And literally, this man is in a dark space, right? He's in a dark space. He's, he's aware of his reality, right? And he raises up a song, right? Because of, and it's not to, it's not, you know, it's not positive speaking, right? Let's, let's just go to another psalm, the psalm I was initially going to read. And just to give context, right? Because this sort of applies to what we'll be talking about. So here's the story of David who looks at a woman, right? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he says to himself, this woman looks nice. Bring her to me. Right, and he does whatever he does with the woman, finds out that the woman is pregnant, right, and again he judges, right, between what is right and evil and says, hmm, let me send the wife to the front of the battle line, right, so that the, the husband to the front of the battle line, so that whatever will happen to the husband, the husband dies, right, and Nathan the prophet comes and declares judgment over that act, right? That So, yes, David, who was judged for himself, what is good and evil, right? And obviously, in retrospect, all of us judging that, that situation, we know what he has done is evil, right? Mm-hmm. Nathan comes and declares God's judgment about that, that situation and calls it evil also, right? So, David is more or less confessing mm-hmm. this sin and confessing and, and reflecting on what this sin has done. And when we go to Psalm 51, um, it's it's a slightly long read. Um, but it says to choir master, an introduction of the psalm, the psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Right? And this is David basically saying, um, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Right? It's probably at that moment I, I can imagine he's looking at Bathsheba, you know, and saying, This woman is in, is in my palace, right? Now. And you notice the words he used? He used iniquity, transgression. Mm-hmm. So these are the things like. It, it feels. Yeah. You know, it's both a feeling, it's, it, it's the way he's basically just pouring out his heart. And it was it was an honest heart pouring because when you use words like iniquity and transgression, so basically this is David saying that this particular thing I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the meaning of iniquity is mm-hmm. you know, when you conceive something mm-hmm. and you do evil. So mm-hmm. he's actually being so honest with God and saying, um, I messed up and I realized that I was the one who made a bad choice mm-hmm. here. You know, so that's so so profound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it says. Um, Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. It's literally saying to God, your judgment of this situation, your pronouncement, you know, is right. Like the beauty of confession, the beauty of a man who, you know, it's not for sure. He's not doing it for, for a congregation. It, right, this is a man who is looking at his heart and basically just pouring out his heart, right, and he's not beating himself, you know, and we would see it, right, and he says, um, "Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother con- conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward, in the inward being, 
and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with Esau, and I shall be clean. Right. So this man is not trying to go do some nice things to make himself clean. He's not starting a program to make himself clean. He's not trying to appease God. Right. So this is a man who is confessing what he has done and basically speaking to the one that he knows must have, he must have fellowship with, right? It's more or less going to confess to your lover and say, I have done this, right? You're justified in any action you take, right? But if you can, forgive me, right? Um, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice in agony, in agony because of the judgment he has heard from Nathan, right? In agony, right? Um, hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Now we can talk about that in what that means for us in this time. Um, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Like, remarkable. Remarkable. Right? Remarkable. Remarkable. What is David talking about here? Presence. Fellowship. You know? Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit that I will teach that I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver from deliver me from blood guiltiness. So if you were thinking, oh, what does he mean by it's only against God that he has sinned? You know, this man is fully aware. Right of the position where he, where he is, mm. how he got there, he is not abdicating abdicating himself from the sin of the of the man he sent out. Right, that got killed. Right, he's make, basically making that statement here: "Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, mm. and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise." For you will not delight in sacrifice. You will not delight in me going to do an activity. Mm. You will not. Like, and we can more or less hyperlink, right, mm. to when Samuel was talking to Saul and saying, it's better to yeah. obey yeah. than to sacrifice. Yeah. So this man has fellowship. He yeah. knows who he's dealing with. Yeah. Right. So he says, you will not delight in sacrifice or I will give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. Yeah. Right? He knows. He has fellowship. He has fellowship. He has done something wrong. He acknowledges in his confession that he has done something wrong. Right? But he knows who he's dealing with. Like, it's not activity. Like, mm -hmm. if I go and preach the gospel to a million people, that's not what you're what seeking. What for. Right? Yeah. If I go and I sell all of my property and give it to a church that is raising up orphans, that's not what he's looking for. Mm. You know, that is not it. It's like, right? And it says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a repentant heart, a broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. You will not turn against. Right? You will not reject. 
because you it's, will not reject. It's um, it's so amazing to listen to this because you see, I think even beyond, like you just said, even beyond David's honesty or David's um, what you call it, his vulnerability, you could clearly say that this is a man who knows God. Yeah. yeah. He he, you can see that he's not. He's not speaking to God from just head knowledge mm -hmm. because, I mean, he's speaking to God or he's praying to God from a place of, you know, for lack of a better word, we've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Although maybe the sin before wasn't so great, but I mean, in the past, we've, we've been here before and I know that, you know, maybe in the past I offered burnt offering and sacrifices and I could see that it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I know that definitely bonds of and sacrifice is not what you need. Mm -hmm. You need my brokenness. You need mm -hmm. my honesty. You need my um, genuine vulnerability. So David really understood the heart of God. Mm -hmm. He knew God. And, you know, for me, I, I feel like this is something I need to speak about because when we were growing up and we thought about God, you would always hear things like, you, you can't know God. Mm -hmm. You're not in no God finish. Yeah, you might not know, there are so many things about God that we learn every day. Yeah. But I believe that as you commune and you grow in fellowship, be it God, be it your children, be yeah. it anyone. It's Definitely. just the rule of thumb, right? Definitely. As you spend time and you, you know, you grow in fellowship, you you know the person. Mm -hmm. It's it's there's no way possible mm -hmm. that you cannot. Like, I know to... that you know. Um, if I forget somebody's birthday, I can go and buy a mala ah. somewhere. No you know? no no no. I don't no. Know. Yeah. <laughs> that means you don't know me so well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, you it is it, it's, it's profound, and I think the beauty of confession, and this is one thing the enemy has kept from us for so long is that that lie of a barrier because the thing about confession is when you do it from a genuine place you are bound to be transformed like the beautiful thing is this man knew that god was listening yes exactly he wasn't praying to the wind exactly right? yeah he, he did not go do some things before and like okay god is back now he mm -hmm. left me yeah. You know, like, and we might not, like, you might say to yourself, I don't do this, but it's a, it, sometimes I've caught myself, even like, well, I, I don't know. Confession, confession. Well, I've literally caught myself where I felt like there was a barrier. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely. So, and it's, a, it's, a, it's this subconscious thing because it's, it's programming, it's something you, you grew up yeah. believing. Yeah. Right. And it's something that you see with humans, right? That, it's not the right thing, you know, uh, that when things don't go a certain way, people put a barrier. Mm, God isn't like that. God is not I like mean, that. human beings do it, but God isn't like that. You know? Yeah. This is definitely not. Like, literally, it says, to so the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. I think that's also so profound because, I mean, normally, human nature is to run away mm -hmm. from the evil. Mm -hmm. I come and say, oh, hey, Ugo, um, you know, President Buhari has seen the thing that you did mm -hmm. that was not great. The first thought is, I have to flee mm -hmm. so that I don't get punished. Mm -hmm. But then because David knows, and you will do that because you, you don't really, 
understand who President Buhari is. What his heart is. You're not sure exactly. And then what actions he would take, Mm -hmm. right? But then David did the opposite of that because he understood God's heart towards him. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? I have to run. Yeah. Let me just go. Let's 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 sort this out. It's like a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get a divorce. Let's let's trash this out. Let's yeah. put it out here and let's let's you know let's forgive me if you want to do shout shout shout, <laughs> make noise, scream at me, do whatever you mean, but we'll solve it. Mm-hmm. It's such a profound place to be with God mm-hmm. because that way you're not piling up problematic issues in your mind mm-hmm. and in your thoughts. And I'm I, you know as we we're speaking about this, eh, I'm using style to speak about human relationships as well mm-hmm. because it's also very important. Like when you're a genuinely or when you have a genuine heart towards a person um, and you're placed in this sort of situation where it feels like you've done something wrong Mm -hmm. the best thing for you to do is you know hey can we deal with this Mm -hmm. so that we can move on Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I, I think David's relationship with God I know Moses had a great relationship with God and I know all those guys had an amazing relationship but just David's relationship with God was extremely profound mm-hmm. extremely profound also considering the fact that he was such a mighty earthly king mm-hmm. like he was a mighty warrior mighty earthly king well Moses yeah Moses was prince of Egypt but man that dude was like a farmer for god knows how long for 40 years and whatnot. but you know I mean just look at all of them David was a mighty earthly king who normally should be proud, Mm -hmm. should have ego problems, Mm -hmm. should have all the problems that, you know, people who don't even have, uh, have. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't. It's just such a profound place. Like, it's amazing. It's, you know, like, this psalm is a psalm that I've meditated on quite a lot. Um, you don't say. Definitely have. Just like you have. Just like you that you're listening have. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a sound that I've meditated on quite a lot. Um, you know, when I was a lot younger, we're, we're talking about like... Um, you're old now, bro? A lot younger. Oh, okay. Like, like, <laughs> well, I'm older than you. I'm, I'm, I'm older than... I'm older than... <laughs> Few months, few months that they are older than somebody. We're not here. Um, but, but honestly, you know, when I started to, because this was one of the first places where I started to learn of God's heart before I started to see it in like my experiences with Him, right? Mm. Seeing all of these expressions, you know, mm. of David. When I the Psalm studying the Book of Psalm literally transformed my understanding of who God is. Mm. Right, transformed completely my understanding of who God is. Right, because you start to see a person who is not against you. Mm, that's so wow. Yeah. Right? Yes. But for you, like it's yes, it's a complete like if you. So for me, I run a business, right, and you're bound to make mistakes when you run a business, right. Now, if you think your board, right, is against you. You're likely the the likely thing that you're going to try to do is to hide it from your board, right? It's as much as possible. You shouldn't do that. It's, it's against every principle, right? But the likely thing that you're going to try to do is to hide it from your board, mm. right? But if you know that your board is in the thing with you, they have your back, right? You're calling a meeting immediately and you are declaring, confessing what has happened, 
right? So that that thing can be resolved. Mm. So literally, right, in our fellowship with God, and I, I see that, you know, you make a judgment about a thing. You look at Bathsheba and you say, Bathsheba is nice, I want her, right? Or you look at a project and you say, this project should be mine, I want it, yeah. right? Or whatever it is, whatever judgment that you've made that is obviously wrong, right? And it has brought whatever it has brought. And even before it brings anything, as soon as the realization, however that truth comes, whether it comes by through a Nathan, or it comes through listening to the scripture, or it comes through a friend counseling you, or it comes through whatever, however that Nathan's word comes of God's judgment mm. about that thing. And as you start to change your mind, don't think that you have to do anything, mm. right? Don't think that you have to go start a whole program, right? Or that you have to be a certain way, you know, it's literally in that moment that you realize that board members who have done this thing that would affect our business, that would affect my life, right? Confess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if all you can say in that moment is help, mm. just say help. Or say from a heart that sees the judgment of God and knows that, like, and, so I, I want to go. There's a part of this that that I think is beautiful, and it speaks to, it speaks to um, what we talked about in in the first episode, the second episode. You know, there it says, "Behold, you delight in truth, and in the inward being you teach me wisdom. In the sacred heart, you teach me wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is David. What you have done is wrong." Wisdom is eating from the tree of life. Yeah. Wisdom is what is God's judgment, what is God's word about this action. Not what my friends think. You know, not what my advisors think. Not what my mentor thinks. It's according to God's judgment and not one law that I have read. Right, right, yeah. You know, mm. according to God's counsel. And that mm. counsel might come through people. That counsel might come through different ways. Yeah. According to God's counsel. Mm. What is his counsel about this? And that you get in the place of fellowship. Yeah. Right? Very with God cool. and with one another. But David, you came through a person. Right. Because he had fellowship with this person. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, <laughs> well, interesting. So I, I believe that as we go on, um, you know, through the episodes and in this journey of choices, um, more and more it, it, it gets solidified in, in my heart that what God is doing and what God is trying to do in this season, um, two things, establish the importance of living life through God's wisdom, mm -hmm. his instructions, his understanding, you know, but then also that wisdom doesn't come when you're away from him. Mm -hmm. It only comes when you're in fellowship and mm -hmm. in communion. And I, I, I just need to say this real quick because I feel like the whole Spirit is putting it in my heart. Um, you have to be willing to be vulnerable with God. Mm -hmm. It's not a, God is not going to, it's not going to push 
himself from you, mm-hmm. you cannot get the results of true confession mm-hmm. and true fellowship and true communion if you don't go into it with the willingness to get good results. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? So you have to go into, okay, I want to go in communion with God. I want to you know, go into the space of genuine confession. You are looking at the end goal already saying, I want to come out of this with good results. Mm-hmm. I want to come out of this transformed. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm going into this is not just because I, it's, it, it's something to tick in the box. Oh, I've confessed my sins. Oh God, blot it out from the, mm-hmm. you know, book of evil. Put my name back in the book of life. Tomorrow again, you're going to, no. You go into it with a surrendered heart saying, I want to go into this and come out of this transformed i want to give god this in this you know feeling of iniquity and feeling of guilt and feeling of shame and whatnot and i want to take in return his peace Mm. i want to take in return his joy i Mm. want to take in return the freedom Mm. that comes Mm. from genuine god because if you don't do that you're just going to go into that space of just Mm chit-chatting and when you're done chit-chatting you're going to pack your bags and you're going to go but then always come into the space with the frame of mind that there's something to take back in return here. Mm-hmm. Like if you read the bottom of David's, um, David's whatever, David spoke about being washed clean mm-hmm. with high self. Mm-hmm. So he came into the space of confession and he wanted a result. Mm-hmm. He wanted cleansing mm-hmm. and freedom from his guilt, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Another thing David wanted was God. I don't want your spirit to leave. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to still declare your praises. Mm-hmm. So there's that frame of mind that David had and said, you know what, if I give this thing to God, this is what I expect back in return mm-hmm. for confession. So I just feel like we need to understand that, that we don't go into the space of fellowship or confession with a one-sided mind a mm-hmm. one-sided pattern we are just going to say god oh i did this blah 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 blah, blah. It's, it's not about the procedure exactly it's not about the practice of confession exactly right it's it's a state of the heart of your heart yeah right it's yes. a broken and a contrite heart that confesses exactly it's not a confession that creates a broken and a contrite heart mm. it's it's the wanting you know it's i have seen god's wisdom and I accept God's wisdom and counsel about what I've done. Mm. And my heart is now in this state. Yeah. Right. So it's it's almost an automatic reaction to the state in which your heart is. Mm. You know, it's almost a, an automatic reaction. Right. And I love what you said about, you know, if you're not vulnerable, right? If you're not humble, right, to to receive God's counsel, if you're not open to fully embrace God's counsel, yeah. you might go do activities like you you might go you might confess, right? You might cry while you're confessing, you know. You might feel you might feel plenty of things while you're, while you're confessing, you, you know. And it means nothing because mm. in spirit and in truth. Mm. Because literally, that has not come. That's that's what your head has told you is part of the procedures for when you do evil. These are the things that must happen. Mm. And it's you, you know, sulking and basically doing what Judas did. Emotion. Killed himself. Just emotion. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, like Judas did 
a crazy action for the evil he did. Mm. You know? But it was not driven by God. It was not a repentant. It was not a broken and a contrite heart that was able to go back to God. Mm. Right? So the essence of what I'm sharing and what I'm speaking about, and I believe what already is also speaking about, is God always eternally seeks and is present and seeks fellowship regardless. Yes. Right. And he's not there waiting and saying, I want you to confess before you know I wish. No, that's not what's happening. The confession is for you. You are like everything that's happening is for you. Yeah. It's for your own release. Yeah. Yeah, it is for you, yeah. You know, God is not there saying, I'm waiting. If he does not confess, yeah. you know, I'll be here waiting. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah, it's for it you. It is. You know, he's there. Like his state is, I am I am his, his state is Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Adam, have you gone to eat of the tree that I told you not to eat from? Adam, where are you? So it's not when I show up, it's when God will say, where are you? It's not, God, I'm here. Then God says, Adam, where are you? No, it's God who says to you. In fact, if you get, if you come to a point where your heart is broken and contrite, that inclination came through him, came from him, right? But that inclination is being, that pull is being pushed by him for, towards everybody. Is, right. Are you going to, let yourself be vulnerable, mm, yeah. right? Are you going to let yourself be vulnerable and come to that point, right? Where you go like, I am here. Right. I am here. Right. Mm. I am here. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, guys. I, I, <laughs> I want to read something. Well, you can go on, sorry. Oh, I was going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugo has something to read, everyone. No, so... Just... <laughs> Wait, I don't go. So, just as we talked about in the earlier episode, you know, um, earlier in the in the late last year, um, or whatever, some situations happened, um, and I wrote a similar sort of thing. Um, you wrote the David poem. I wrote the David poem. Oh, hey, he wrote a David poem. I wrote a, I wrote a David poem, so let me look for it. Yeah, we have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Father, where are you right now? Feel my heart. My enemies are after me. <laughs> Help us, oh God. Uh, David poem, they come in handy. Um, but this, this was more of, you know, I was reflecting on my action at this time. Um... I'd come to see that, you know, my action was, my action was whacked. Um, so I was reflecting on my action. February 2nd, uh, it, I wrote it as a prayer. It says, in his light, my beauty was radiant. I shone, but I was not the one shining. It was him shining through me. Like a tree, the people came for shade and they ate of the fruit of the tree. But I turned from his light, my eyes turned from seeing him, and my desire became whacked. My fruits became bitter, for his light was blocked up by the dust, and I could not see it. Then I cried not to see his light, but for my fruits to be made sweet. 
in patience, he showed me the beauty of his light. He poured out his water on me, that the dust which have been gathered might be washed away. Mm. I will wait until my leaves rejoice in your light again, until your wind sings as it goes through me, until the light of your life be seen. Help me that my desire be for your light, and not for the sweetness of my fruits. Help me that my longing will be to bask in your light, and not the people that sit under your tree. Mm. You know, and you know that for me, obviously, in in each of those words, was represented a, a number of emotions and the, and prayers that I've been praying or I've been trying to pray. Uh, I've been trying to pray in that time, um, but. You know, it's not a, like, come to the place, like, it's not, when when the the truth or the light of what you've done, right, when, that, when God throws light on it and says, Ugo, this is my judgment, right, in whatever way it comes, Ugo, this is my judgment about what you've done. Um, and it's not necessarily about, other people, you know, I, I resonate quite strongly with what David said. It's against you, you alone, have I done this? You know, it's not necessarily about other people. You've heard other people, you must apologize to them if that's what has happened, right? But it's a consciousness of the fact that you have a relationship with a real person, mm. right? And this person doesn't love just you. He loves the world of people. He mm. loves you especially. Right, in the way he knows how to do, but he loves the world of people, and what he wants, right, is that you and everybody else in the world, that you're whole, you know, that you have, basically he says it, I wish above all things that you would prosper and yeah, be in health, health, even as your soul so prospers. prospers, right, so for me, confession is, from a broken and a contrite heart, mm-hmm. he will not despise mm. he will not despise do not do sacrifices do not start activities do not think that you know doing a certain like he's waiting for you to do this that's not who he is like he's there saying Ugo where are you why are you hiding from me mm. you know mm. amazing um, so guys wow um Today was interesting. <laughs> a lot of wisdom from, from our prof here. Um, so yes, that's that's what we have for today. Sweet Holy Spirit, we just thank you for another time of fellowship, for the opportunity to actually just spend time in fellowship with you and with one another. We pray for everyone who's listening today who are asking questions about what it means to get into a true genuine relationship with you what it means to know you what it means to understand you what it means to commune and communicate those who are asking questions of is there a god is god real can he hear me does he see me can he answer Mm. father i just pray that you visit people at the point of their needs you reveal yourself to them you be father, friend, healer, protector, anything that they need you to be to them in this very moment, Lord, I pray, oh God, that you reveal your true self and your nature of love 
to each and every one of them. Father, we also pray that you give people the grace and you help them come into that understanding of what it means to truly fellowship with you, what mm. it means to walk on this beautiful life journey hand in hand with you, with your wisdom, with your understanding, with your strength and with your guidance. Father, we pray that as people seek you, may they find you. Um, mm -hmm. I pray, oh God, for all those who are also going through one um, problem or the other due to guilt or shame. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord, I, I lift up that, lift off the spirit of guilt mm -hmm. and shame, oh God. Mm -hmm. I pray for freedom, oh God, mm -hmm. from everyone who has some sort of baggage, dark cloud, whatever it is, depression, anxiety, frustration. I just pray, oh God, that you reveal your love to these ones. May they know that in you they are forgiven and their mm -hmm. slates are wiped clean. Mm -hmm. May they know that there is freedom in you. May mm -hmm. they find the truth, oh God, the truth of your love and may that truth set them free. Mm -hmm. Lord, we speak freedom into the hearts of men, those who have been held down by shame, by condemnation, by guilt, oh God. Father, I pray, oh God, that you reveal yourself to them mm -hmm. and they would know that in you they are free. Free, oh God, Amen. may they find the grace and the, the willingness to come to you, mm -hmm. vulnerable, honest, oh God, and genuine. And oh God, I pray that in exchange for their ashes, you give them beauty, oh Amen. God, the beauty of your love. You are beauty. You bring out beauty from nothing. Lord, we pray for all those who are dealing with I just whatever it might be, that you bring out beauty, oh God. You bring out beauty from the darkness in this season and beyond, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. Thank See you, you next month, I think. Bye. <laughs> Bye.